Welcome people! This is the first episode of Between Scorch and Shade. I'm glad you've chosen to come and listen to our podcast. Uh, my name is Kai, I am the DM for this D&D 5e actual play podcast. Between Scorch and Shade is primarily a mixture of high fantasy and hard science fiction as a group of intrepid adventurers explore an alien planet. But before we get to all that, the first four episodes will be introducing each of the uh, four different players and characters in their own sort of media adventure before we get on a journey through space. So, each of these players uh, are also involved in another podcast called Crit Chat. This podcast is produced by Ismay, uh, Ismay Hutton, who uh, is, in fact, our first player. The song you're listening to right now is called Dawn by Anna Yu. All the other music in this podcast is by Kevin McLeod of In Contact Fame. So without further ado... Let's get started. And so, hello, Ismay. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you will be playing. So, uh, I am playing Elle Fiennech. Um She is a uh, halfling uh, who has the sage background, and she is also a death cleric. Um, she is a little nerdy child. Not child. She's like, a full-grown-ass woman, but she's, like, a substantially nerdy, um, and until a little, like, she, she mostly likes keeping to herself, like, she, she's never been one that likes talking to other people that much, um, she likes talking to her mom sometimes, who she still lives with, um, she also has a kind of professor that she has to talk to, but... Other than that, how no. old are you exactly? Good question that I definitely have an answer to. Thank you, Kai. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say 26. Nailed it. <laughs> She's okay. 26 now. <laughs> so about, about double that because uh, you're a halfling. Halflings are, halflings only like live around like they get normally to a hundred. No, it's more like two hundred, isn't it? No, no, no like uh, it, said, it said like uh, Bilbo Baggins like was fifty something when he left the Shire. Yeah, but Bilbo Baggins was an anomaly. It was weird that he got to his hundredth birthday. Sorry, no, not Bilbo. Um, Frodo. Frodo was like fifty when he left the Shire. Really? Yeah. I think I thought that in the in the in the in the um, the thing it was like yeah they only live to like their early hundreds not early oh, hang yeah on, hang on. I'm, get, I'm getting the book out <laughs> get the book <laughs> out check oh, my reasoning where, where is my book <laughs> <laughs> oh no where is my book uh, is my, can you get your book out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. They're yeah. They only they only reach about like a hundred. What? No. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That can't be right. I don't get wrong. I'm not wrong about D. Yeah, like a hundred. Yeah, like a hundred to like a hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. All right. All right. No, no, here we go. No, it's it. I've got the book. 
age. Halflings uh, reach adulthood at the age of 20 and generally live into the middle of his or her, oh, her second century. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that would be about a... Okay, in my mind, second century is like 200. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's, yes, 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 yes. That's, that's the whole, um... Yeah. Oh, I run a campaign where there is <laughs> where there half the people in it are halflings. <laughs> I found out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I swear, like Frodo was really old when he left the Shire. Yeah, he was older than he was in in the the film, but I think that they that they just like made him younger, uh, mm. so that they didn't have a, a fifty year old running around. I guess I don't know. Well, no, he was still young and youthful. It's just halflings live longer. Like maybe yeah. it just wasn't nearly as long as I thought. All right, never mind. Anyway, yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, go, go <laughs> on about our L. It's a complete sidetrack. <laughs> I mean, that's like any podcast that I'm on is not going to remain on a track. So, <laughs> welcome. I hope this is good for you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, she's she's fairly fairly reserved. Um, and yeah, doesn't really talk to many people, but she loves reading more than anything else in this world and spends most of her days in the library soaking up whatever knowledge she can find. Yeah, so, um, and you're currently studying, uh, to be a, to be a scholar? Sort of an apprenticeship sort of, sort of capacity? Yeah, like, <laughs> essentially whatever the old and tiny version of an undeclared major is, uh, that's what she's doing. Um, she really just wanted an excuse, I think, to get to the more like, I mean, like I'm guessing there are like more like restricted areas of the library, and to get there, you need someone with some heft behind them to be like, oh yeah, she's allowed to go and read those like cool old books. Um, and I think that was like her main. Yeah, every time you want to go to the restricted section, if we want yeah. to get into Harry Potter references, you know um, I do. <laughs> you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to get written permission from your professor uh, Julia Fagen. Mm. Yeah, you you know her as a, a human professor of um, uh, divination. She studies the way people use divination. She's not actually a practicing magic user herself. We find ourselves inside uh, ornately uh, decorated library, full of books, uh, books uh, full on all of the shelves as far as the eye can see. You're inside, in fact, the library of Waterdeep. You find yourself here often, uh, as you, um, as you, as you're a bit of a bit of a bookworm and enjoy enjoy your your time spent here. Uh, what are you doing? So yeah, I think El is sitting at a uh, a large table in the middle of it all uh with books on like every square inch of it there used to be like a whole bunch of seats around it but she's kind of taken those seats and moved them to other tables so it's just her alone at one big old big old table all to herself uh so that no one else uh will sit there but uh, yeah right now she's just kind of like half reading uh a wee like kind of fluff novel and half looking at a little note that came with it because uh, she received this day as she walked in uh, a little note on top of this said fluff novel that she's reading um, from a girl in the library that she has got 
a rather hefty crush on and has never spoken to. Um, it's just a little. It's just a little note that was lying on top of the book that said that it that they got the note in the book in today. Uh, so they thought they might like it uh, because that they noticed that they that um, L has read everything else that this guy has ever written and is asking to tell her if it's any good in the end and has signed it with just the letter K and a kiss and L has not got over that for the last maybe hour that she has been reading this like kind of shitty fluff novel. Uh, it's, eventually I think she finishes this like kind of shitty fluff novel uh, and it feels a little bit bad that that's what she spent the most of her morning doing uh, or her afternoon doing uh, because she's supposed to be there reading like serious books for serious people um, and instead like was like reading a romance novel uh, that is serves absolutely no purpose um, so yeah I think that she goes she goes and has a little search around the library for something a little more substantial Alright, so um, you uh, you look through this library, uh, you go know, through through uh, all these different shelves, uh, and you um, you it's a it's a very very large library. It's uh, it's one of the foremost um, uh, foremost and famous libraries in the world, probably after Candle Half Hall. You end up down like a sort of a, a um, a passage you haven't actually been in before, uh, which is surprising since you spend a lot of your time here. Between a lot of the shelves, you find a section which has been seems to have been in disuse for maybe maybe years, uh, maybe even decades. And one particular book, a large dark tome covered in spider webs and dust, uh, catches your eye. I'm gonna take that thing so bad. <laughs> like, like she's like in there, like goddamn swimwear. Like if it looks old and nasty, then she's she's wanting it more than anything else. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. So you have this um, you have this unusually cryptic book, and you you take it back to your table and you begin to read through it. She she very much enjoys her time spent in the library. Um, Especially when no one is there to bother her, uh, which it seems like no one fucking is that day. The book itself describes the story of a um, so a dark crusader conquering god, a god of evil and a god of destruction. Um, but one, it's a god you've never heard of before. It's which is unusual because you you feel like you've heard of most of the gods, but presumably some have just been lost to time. They must have been. It's the, the evidence is right here. And uh, as you read the book uh, further and further, the writing on the front and um, uh, other strange writing on the footnotes sort of becomes clearer in your mind. And two, you can read it just as clearly as you would common. And at that point, you hear a voice in the back of your head. Wake, child. And, like, I think at what, like... This is like a kind of snap-up moment. Like I, I like to imagine that in this scene, fucking uh, Ella's been gradually like her head has been getting a little bit drowsier and like it's kind of faded to black. Uh, and it just snaps back in when she uh, hears this voice. Um, she like kind of like looks around to see if it's someone else and realizes that there's no one actually there. Not a soul. 
Not a soul in love. And yeah, it's got like been, she's she's been napping a fair while, and it, it's got a bit dark inside because you know she's been asleep far too long. It doesn't matter now, child. You have no need of others. You have a greater purpose now. And she gets real fucking scared because Elle is a coward. Uh, she just kind of like slips off of her seat and hides under the table um, because she's my sweet cowardly princess. You have no use for fear anymore, child. With my power by your side, you shall lay ruin to these lands. By spreading my message, my power shall grow, and you will sit by my side atop the desecrated corpses of those who dare oppose us. I am um, actually, I'm kind of all right without that. You know, I mean, thank, thank you, but I'm all right, right where I am. There's like a hefty pause. You're, you're all right. Child, I'm offering you power, control, the world at your feet. I see into your core. You are scared by everyone, everything. You need not be anymore. You shall be a queen by the side of a god, feasting on the flesh of your enemies. Thank you, but I'm actually fine just how I am. I mean, like, I have my mom and I've got my, uh, my books and... Well, the cute library girl just left me a note, which I think is a good sign because I, I mean, she doesn't, she didn't have to leave a note, but she left a note and there was a, she actually put a wee kiss on the end. And a, okay, yes, no, who? Wow, I don't care. Um, I have used the last of my power to inhabit your mind and bequeath you with the power to make your enemies fall in order to spread my name throughout these lands. So... Honestly, you don't really have a choice here. I'm sorry. I mean, if you've used up all your your power, how are you how are you going to make make me do anything? Speak my name. Sorry, what? Speak my name. Speak my name. Speak. Speak my name. Speak. Speak. And fucking the voice just keeps continuing this like litany of saying speak my name for far too long and it gets really loud there's like a couple other whispery voices saying the same thing and like some in a really weird growly language she doesn't understand that makes her ding dang ears bleed it's like oh fine fine fuck that's that's enough fucking hell fuck me all right i get it look i'm not strong i'm not i'm not going to end worlds but all right, you, you want me to spread the word? I, I can do that. Maybe I could, oh, fuck, I could talk to people. I, I'm, I'm okay without the whole endless power thing. Would that be all right? I, like, she's also heavily blushing because even the idea of talking to people is pretty heinously bad. Uh, and there's, <laughs> I feel like there's a, like, like, this is a lot based on my real life experiences of the idea of talking to human beings. Don't want to do it. Refuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a long pause while the random god in her head considers this. For now, we'll see where this takes us, but for now you do have a deal, child. All right, that's okay. Um, 
Well, I'm L, uh, Fianach, by the way. Um, L like the letter. Uh, I suppose I should know your name if I'm going to be, like, spreading your message and all. Child, you may call me Dreek. Do, 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 wow. do. <laughs> I don't know why I gave her a that little was... theme song. I gave them a little theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but that was... Yeah, that was really great. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Ismay's voice acting show reel. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just when, when you... <laughs> when you came to me saying that you sort of wanted to play... The other part too. Like, I was like, "All right, sure. What could go wrong?" But no, it's. I'm really glad you did. <laughs> what could go wrong? Answer literally everything. <laughs> oh god. So this is gonna be sustainable. It'll be fine. Yeah. Probably. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. So, um, <laughs> having had this god supplant themselves inside your head, uh, you're really just have to I mean while you do have this voice now now there life doesn't immediately change you still end up doing your day-to-day things just this time with a rather um a, a, a rather uh, opinionated uh, running commentary the entire time <laughs> um you also start to realize that you have magic powers like full-on uh balls to the wall magic uh you are making you a third level cleric that you've that you've created your character to be. Yay! Uh, so, um, how is just just continuing with it, to continuing with her studies uh, and just life at home? How is Elle adjusting to um, this this sudden change? Is she has she told anybody about it? Like, or um, so I think that first she. Like, try to ignore it a little bit. Um, but she's never been very good at hiding her emotions. Um, so, eventually, her mom kind of realized that something was up with her now very, like, weird, evasive daughter who kept sometimes muttering to herself. Um, and eventually told her mom. Um, and... Like honestly, sorry, the way sorry, that we, I... sorry. Before we go, we need, we need, we need to play that interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down with that. Um, I imagine her mom to be just like a kind of stubborn, a stubborn halfling, which yeah, as far as I've got, <laughs> I just right. like her. Uh, your your mum is just sort of um just in in uh in your small little house that you that you both share in um. Uh, one of the one of the streets of Waterdeep, and um, she's just sort of sitting down on her chair, just sort of relaxing. Uh, she's um, come home from her, her job at the market. She's a uh, uh, she's a, uh, a blacksmith. Mm. Uh, Man, is a blacksmith. Sorry, writing down that my mom is a blacksmith. <laughs> Excellent. She's like, oh hey Elle, what's uh, what's what's going on? Oh hi, bad voice, um. Bad voice. 
No. <laughs> do you want to do you want to try with me to do the Irish voice that is not Irish? Oh God! Oh wait! So oh jeez! See, uh, it's, do I? it's um, fantasy Irish, so it <laughs> like I've forgotten what it sounds. Like. Ireland doesn't exist in a fantasy realm, so it doesn't matter how bad it is. That's what I'm telling myself. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, the problem is I have to. Do- I have to do a woman's voice and then an Irish voice on top of that. Um, <laughs> and I'm no good at voices, full stop. Um, no, it's like, you know what? <laughs> like, you don't have to do Irish. L L could have just, like, like L listened to too much fantasy TV when she was young. L's dad was Irish. <laughs> oh, L doesn't have a dad that's around. <laughs> Elle's, Elle's dad was a glorified sperm donor. Well, accents aren't genetic, so we're never really like... <laughs> it could be genetic. It's your fantasy world. It's not. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast is I'm mixing like high fantasy with hard science fiction things. I can't have genetic accents. It's not happening. Anyway, she says. So, so how was your how was your day? So, sorry, what what? Oh no, it was I. Oh fuck, it was. Shut 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 up. Um, it was fine, fine. I um. Are you? It's fine. Are you all right? You... I mean, no. I'm not gonna lie, mum. I'm pretty pretty not fine. No, what's what's wrong? Okay, look, you're just gonna shut up for like a hot sec. Okay, mum. Okay. So, you love me. That's great. If you continue to love me after this, that would be even more choice. I'm not going to lie. I think I've got a god in my head. What? You mean you... Gods have been answering your prayers? That's this is oh, a happy day. Why were you so no, concerned? No, not really prayers so much. Was it Lathander? You know, you Did know Lathander, if, has Lathander answered our prayers? You know if you know if your nightmares all came real and then they were in your head at all times, that's more the kind of deal that I'm fucking with right here. I read a book that was really yes. fucking old and it had a god uh-huh. in it and now the god's in my head. I told you. I, the, I told you going to the library would like. Oh, just never. Hmm, just look. My mom, gen, my family mom. has been. They've been blacksmiths for generations, and you suddenly you say you want to be a scholar, and I say, and look what happens. I but mum, you know what? The last time that I went to you on like that work experience thing, you know what nearly happened? Nearly lost my darn eye, mum. That was not the choice. I'm very bad at this. And also there was people and they were asking me things and I hated that. You know what happens when you're a scholar? The worst thing that happens is you get a paper cut. No, wait, no, the, the devil in my head. Yeah, the, no, actually the, the really work, bad the, Yeah, the worst happen. thing? I oh, yeah, no, just, now I'm, that I'm saying I'm, it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, mean, like, I should have said like that. Like, It's alright. I. It's a weird situation, I'm not going to lie. It's... It's an okay reaction. Yeah, I... I don't know. Uh, 
This is, but good this news, is just a lot for me. She's giving. Oh, sorry. Good news. They're giving me powers. Um, to do like, magic and shit. Well, uh, okay. Are you a are you a cleric now? I mean, if you're going to put a class on it, then I, I am. I've got some cool shit that I've been able to do. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I wonder. Like, I'm gonna use thaumaturgy and make the the flames in the room turn like a kind of like soft baby pink. Be like, look. I mean, that's one of the nicer things that I can do. But well, that's pretty fun. That's something. I mean, I can do more impressive things, Mum, but, like, if I'm just easing you into this, I think I should start with the pink candles. Yeah, you'll have to show me all that stuff later. I'm just gonna go lie down for a bit. Um, I mean, we'll okay. Let's that makes it. Um, I love you too, Mum. I've got to think. Oh, and she sort of walks sense. out of the room. <laughs> made my fake mom sad and now I'm sad <laughs> so you've, you've told your mother um, have you, you told your professor uh, yeah I think I think that uh, a little bit afterwards uh, she kind of yeah tell, tells her professor about it as well yeah. in the hopes that maybe she could stop it from being a thing after um after asking uh, Professor Julia uh, uh, Fajin if um if there's anything that you can do, uh, she just sort of leans back in her chair and is like, ah, nah, nah, not really, nah. Um, God's oh, chosen just you. Nah, nah, oh, cool. no, that, it, like a, a actual divine being ch- chose you to be their like their vessel. I you need God, uh, killing magic f- to stop that. Uh, Nah, sorry. Um, there is a spell that kills gods. Um, That's it doesn't exist don't anymore. Don't do it, Elle. Okay. Well, can I? Okay. Well, it's gone. It's a, it, it's, it's a dead spell. Oh, it's dead. Oh, excellent. Yeah, no, the, the okay. spell the spell That's doesn't super. exist anymore. It hasn't existed for thousands of years. It's uh, it was called uh, it was called God's Bane, but it's uh, it was like a thirteenth level spell, but no, it, it doesn't exist. <sighs> Well, look, I'm not gonna lie. Also, a go- this god didn't exist for like a long ass time as well. So, you know what? Things happen. Sometimes you get a magic spell. Sometimes you get a lot and a murder psychopath in your head. Shit happens, turns out. I also, I also like that this is the first time that she's ever really talked back to Juliet. Like, this is the first time that she's talked back to maybe anyone. She's a very, like, Elle is not a combative person. She would much rather just sit there and let people just talk at her. You're, you're trying to tell me it's like stuff doesn't go well? Like, uh, after, uh, after all my funding got cut, you know, it's, it's, yeah, shit happens. I know, I know. Don't try to tell me that. Sorry, are you comparing you having less money to me having someone in my head telling me to kill babies? Because I think that my thing's a little more pressing. Not going to fuck with you right now. Wait, have you killed babies? I've not killed any babies. Who the... 
absolutely Jesus Christ. I mean, like... You brought it up! Like, I'm, well, yes, because the, they keep bringing it up. It's every other word. Babies this, babies that. I, you think that a god that wants to, like, kill a lot of things would go for something a little more high than a baby. But it doesn't really matter. Oh, God, they just said it's that they're fucking delicious. That's nasty. You're, you're, you're a bad fucking god. I don't like this. No, 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 don't, don't. That's, that's, there's actually something to that. I've heard that a lot. Like, a lot of, um, demons and fiends, they like the taste of babies. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something about innocence or something. I don't know. I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear you say that because that's mental. That's a mental thing that you've just said. No, it's just, it's a thing that like, oh, forget it. <sighs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a metaphys- it's a metaphysical thing. Like, I'm, I, I'm not, oh, okay, listen. <sighs> anyway, um, this, regardless of all of this, there's, uh, there's, 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 uh, there's certain opportunities have arisen, uh, for us. Um, an old friend of mine, um, uh, Bevnil, uh, Silverspire, he's a, um, he's a, he, he's a rock gnome artificer, he's an inventor, he's, uh, he's been working on, uh, something exciting, uh, he calls it a spell jamming drive, uh, do you know much about, uh, astronomy? I mean, uh, do I know, hey Kai, do I know much about astronomy? <laughs> uh, make... <laughs> Make a history check to see if you've paid attention in some of your classes. A what check, sorry? History. history. It's your own okay. personal history. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I did real good, huh? Um, uh, that's a 13. 13, that's, that's, that's enough to know, like, the planets in yeah. the solar system. Uh, you know that Toril, the planet you're currently on right now, is mm-hmm. uh, the second planet in the solar system. And that okay. um, the third planet of the solar system is one called Robus. And so uh, when Julius says, he, uh, he thinks he can um, create a craft that can fly through the stars to Robus, uh, you know exactly what that means. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, just the voice in her head. Uh, new worlds to conquer. Look, you're going to have to wait. No, actually, you might be onto something there. Okay, look, Julia, going to a different planet. Is that what you're actually suggesting right now? Uh, well, it's what he's suggesting. I've, I haven't I mean, I mean, to... let's go. Like, are we going now? Like, tomorrow? The other day? I, no, it's... Honestly, the moment... It, they, they, they launch in three weeks' time. In three weeks? Oh, fuck me. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, sure, been... that, that should be fine. I mean, I'm not got anything else on, do I? Uh, you'd be leaving. You'd be leaving my service. I'm. I'm. I'm not going. I mean, I've already got one person talking about eating babies. I'm all right with the other one going away as well. Like, it's been an absolute joy working for you. Actually, no, it was a joy reading the books. But, like, honestly, this planet—it's like, th- th- you don't understand. There's no babies up there. If there's any fucking babies up there, I'll be fucked. But I won't have to listen to this anymore. It'll just be, make that rock like me. I feel like I can do that. That might be my personality skills. Making rocks be my friend. I mean, if you're, if, if, if you're dead set on this mission, I was just sort of uh, 
I was just saying we should just go check out the uh, the spell jamming drive, sort of look at its oh. look at the way it works. But oh, oh right, okay. You want... Um, I mean we can do that too. That'd be like a nice farewell, you know. I mean we'll be together the next three. I've made this awkward now. I realize that, but yeah, you you have. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know what? I've not been sleeping super well because one more time I've got a god in my head, but. Things are a little bit weird right now. I'm kind of finding my voice, but I've also found another voice. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Oh, neither do I. Okay. Uh, and and um. So the the next day, um, uh, your your professor, professor Julia uh, Julia introduces you to her to her gnomish friend, um. Uh, Bevnil, uh, Silverspire himself. Uh, he's a small, uh, diminutive gnome with uh, uh, silvery white hair, and he always seems to be wearing these um, these round glasses, uh, but that are they're like they're, they're, they're a bit like they're sunglasses, basically. He's like, ah, yes, hello, hello, hello. Are you um, you must be that uh, uh, Professor Julia and L. Yes, hello, yes, 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 yes. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Uh, you've um, you hit us at the spell jamming drive, yes. Uh, yes, uh, that would be lovely. Say it. I'm sorry, um, so, say it. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> Hello there, uh, sir. Uh, I'm sorry for this, by the way. I am El Fianach, uh, chosen champion of Derich, a world ender, death burner, annihilation of hope. Long may they reign and may the grasses be reddened by all the blood who oppose them. But honestly, it's great to meet you. I, yes. Yes, 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 it is great to meet me, yes. Uh, hey, this way, let's go. <laughs> I'm back, okay, I'm back. <laughs> and he sort of, um, he leads you towards the, um, the docks of Waterdeep, um, to where you are, you see there are these three ships side by side, and he, um, uh, they, they seem to be, Largely identical. Uh, each of them is a, a galleon, uh, and they all have a uh, gold trim on them. He leads you to a um, to the center ship. It's uh, you can see uh, its name is the Golden Griffin, and he takes you aboard and takes you below deck, uh, two levels down, in fact, and all the way back to the stern. That's the back, right? Uh, wait. I don't know. <laughs> To the, to, to the back of the ship, uh, and um, in there you can see this arcane device in front of you. Um, on your way down in the ship, it was covered in mechanical arcane devices of all sorts of uh, nature that you can only begin to comprehend the, uh, the nature of some of them, and the others are just well beyond your comprehension. Uh, and, and you reach the, uh, the arcane core, which is a... The, as an arcane power source, you recognise what it is, but it's... Its exact design is well beyond your understanding as it pulses and glows this bright pink uh, warbling energy. It says, this is the, this is the spell jamming drive. And with this, it allows us to fly up through the sky and into the stars and beyond. Uh, it's, it's, it is untested. So, uh, uh, but that's, uh, sort of what we're, what we're, what we're here, doing here today. I'm going to, um, 
fire up the engines and see uh, see how it goes. With us standing here, hmm? should we not, you know, stand a bit farther back, just in case of a horrific accident? Oh, it's fine. There's nothing that can possibly go wrong, except well, except that could explode and. That, uh, I mean, that's that kind of what I was getting at—the exploding thing. Oh, the explosion would be very big. Probably only um, uh, a megaton or two. That's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'm just gonna uh, uh, just gonna uh, connect this up to here, click, and I have to start concentrating on the power source. Uh, it's a, because it requires a pilot uh, 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 to to run it, and they need to be a spellcaster. Aha, a very, very powerful spellcaster. And uh, it's it's lucky to see you have one of those right here yourself. Uh, it's, it's me, if that is. Uh, good old Silver Spire, the spellcaster. That's me, yes. Mm. Oh, and he, um, he puts his hands on the core and it be- begins to, um, the whole ship begins to warble and shake and um, uh, sparks begin to fly out of these um, different uh, different Machines and stuff. Just, oh no, that's not right. Oh, that's blasted. Ah, di- <sighs> Alright, so it's a. It'll take a bit more work, but yes, it's you. You can you can you can see it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Uh, uh yeah, and Julia, did you uh, uh did did you um uh find any volunteers for the the mission? Oh me, oi! You're going you're going to a uh, robust right. Uh yes yes that is that is where we're going yes. I- uh, it's the nearest planet, uh, so it, it seems like reasonable for the first uh, for the first stop. First stop, there's going to be more stops. Well, um, I we I only have these three ships, and we're uh, we're going to set up a uh, uh, we're going to fly there. Uh, well, I say we. I won't be going. Um, you you will so, be flying there. Wait a sec. No, wait. I thought you just said that you needed someone with. You know, a lot of very powerful magic to get it in the air. Why aren't you coming? Well, just get somebody else to do it. That doesn't... All right, then. Why aren't you coming? Oh, it's, it, 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 look, it, these, these, are, these have never been tested. Uh, I don't want to die. Anyway, so... um. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Uh, so it, it's, Honestly, uh, at this point, it's fine. Once the, once the ships arrive on Robus, um, you'll set up a... Uh, uh, you set up a temporary base there uh, until the teleportation circles have been uh, properly installed. And then we'll have two-way travel between Torrill and Robus. Okay. Uh, it should take I about mean, a year. I mean, that makes sense. Apart from, you know, the flying through the air part and then going into outer space. But, I mean, I assume that it's possible. Of course it's possible. You seem like, you seem like a... Very smart, albeit crazy person, but you know. <laughs> okay, P- people have said worse. What I mean, I I know people say. Oh, I don't know. I just this is just a lot to deal with, but I'll I'll be happy to volunteer. It seems like, weirdly enough, this seems like the best option for me, and that's not a good. Sign of the state of my affairs. Well, I didn't ask. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, um, <laughs> we're, we're taking any volunteers that we can get at this point. Uh, I, I will say, um, uh, recruiting has been difficult. Oh, no shit. Yes, uh, so um, 
but we we, we are we are filling up these ships. They are uh, they should be fully stocked as long as we can um, uh, find about uh, twenty more crew members. We should be all right. Okay. How many have you found so far? So each each ship uh, has a maximum capacity of eighty crew, um, and so uh, two hundred twenty. 221. Okay. That's, that's a lot more people than I wish there to be. But, I mean, yeah, it's less. That, that's fine. That sounds all right. Uh, Do I have to talk to any of them? Be, uh, a lot of them aren't here right now, but... Uh, and he, he sort of looks around, um, and you see this red-robed uh, figure... Walking up the stairs onto the onto the top deck, he's ah Theodore, come come here, come here, come here, and um, this uh this hooded uh figure comes over in, in his completely red robes, and he, he takes off his mask, and there's a um sort of a, a human with a grim look on his face, and he says, "Yes, what did you want?" I I, I Ella here, she she wanted to uh say hello to um some of the other crew members. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, I am... Uh, hi, I'm El Fiona, chosen champion of... Champion of Darith, world ender of death, bringer annihilation of hope. Long may they reign and let the waters run red with blood. H- how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am Theodore, a red wizard of Thay. Good to meet you. Of what? Sorry. A red wizard do of I know what the, Do I know what the... Do I know what a red wizard of Thay is? Uh, you would just just in your yeah. line of work. You know that these are um, the Red Wizards of Thay are a um, organization of evil wizards, basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, they um, <laughs> they come from a place called Thay, and they wear red robes, and they're all evil. And each of them um, each of them specializes in their in a particular school of magic. Okay. Cool. very good that you're just like oh yeah these people are all evil and that's just a thing that people accept like that's just a very good thing I just their organization <laughs> their organization is malicious Ooh. yes oh in that case can I are you a religious man because if you're not now I've got some fucking ideal shit for you right here I'm not have you heard the good word of Darich? I mean, when I say good word, I mean categorically terrible, awful word. But it seems like it would be a fun romp if you like killing and murder. Though, if that were the case, I'd be a lot less happy with you being on the ship. But I'm not here to judge, I guess. Uh, killing and murder is not exactly our purview. See, I fucking tried. I tried, and it didn't work. Look, I know know this guy is evil, but it didn't work on him, and that's insane. You're too crazy for literally an evil person. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... There's a lot going on up here, and she kind of, like, taps her little head. I'm sure there is. Uh, I have <laughs> to attend to. I'll... <laughs> I think Elle's like still like doesn't really register the goodbye because she's kind of arguing with Dorit in her head. 
At, the, at this point, you realize that uh, you, you are, you're arguing with uh, Derek in your head for a bit, and, and then you look up and you realize, oh, um, uh, Julia and um, Beth Neal are gone as well. Ooh, I want to go over to the glowing thing. I'm going to go over to the glowing thing. Can I touch the glowing thing? Uh, okay, so you reach your hand out and you touch the, the arcane core and it immediately yeah. tries to connect to you. And uh, as a spellcaster, uh, sort of, uh, you tr- uh, you're trying to dominate your will against it and it's trying to oh. dominate its will against you. Um, as you realise this, this is it's not exactly sentient, but it's not exactly an inanimate <laughs> object either. Um, make a, a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> See, this is this is why I'm bad at D and D. I forgot that I was playing a character that probably wouldn't touch this instead of being Ismay, who a hundred percent would. But it's too late. I want to touch it. Um. <laughs> um. I'll be uh. 20! Not natural, but it's 20. <laughs> you realise that you are nowhere near powerful enough to control this thing. And so um, the closest you can get to not having your mind cave in on itself is, um, <laughs> is just to sever the connection. But unfortunately, just, just due to the fact that you don't have an overwhelming amount of magical power. The um, when you set that connection severed, it is not done in a controlled manner. It's done in a um, a chaotic, violent manner. And sparks fly out of this uh, arcane contraption, uh, and you set uh, set flying across the room. You land on your ass, just sort of like dazed and confused, as um, bits of sparks fly. Uh, pipes have broken, and this um, this flotsam-like substance leaking out all over the floor, and um. Quickly, uh, Benville comes back into the room. He's like, ah, what's, what have you done? What have you done? The god made me do it. I certainly oh. did not. The god made me do it. It was weird. She, oh, sorry, I keep misgendering my own god. <laughs> they, they were like, look, you'll get ultimate power if you touch the magical glowing. I did not say that. And so I have to touch it because they were in my head and they kept saying it and they kept saying it and it hurts me and... I'm sorry, like, I just don't don't do it again. Things. Just don't. and he, he runs okay. over. He starts trying to fix it. Um, he he, run, he he tries to um pick up the pipe that uh is is leaking this uh, this substance. He tries to lift it, pick it up, but his eyes oh, small form isn't strong enough. He's oh no, I can't lift it. Ah! Do, you, do, you, do you want any? Do you want any help? No, get 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 out. Get get. You've done enough damage. Get get okay. get get out. I mean that's that's fair actually. Uh, look forward to working with you in the future. <laughs> just fucking starts toddling off. So you climb your way back up to the top of the ship and you can look out across all of the docks of the water deep, seeing uh, hundreds of tall mast ships all over the place. And you're just left there thinking, what have I got myself in for?